podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Uh, All month we've been talking about worship. Uh, under this topic, a place near me. The me here is not you. The, the me here is God. And this was uh, what Moses uh, told God and what God told Moses in a conversation that they were having with each other. Um, uh, Moses didn't want to move from where he was in this place of hardship. And and, and God is telling him, I'm, my presence isn't gone with you all because you guys are knuckleheads. And I'm going to keep my promise, but my presence is not going to go with you. And then uh, Moses says, hey, man, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't, I'm not moving. And um, that's a great attitude to have. A great attitude to have is to tell God over and over, if your presence is not with me, I do not budge and I won't budge. And all, all month we've been talking about this, I've been trying to take baby steps, baby steps all the way through this. Because uh, for many, many years, we hear worship as something that has to do with singing and clapping and stomping your feet and hooping, hollering. And um, we, we want you to know that worship is the one time where God, God moves from being pursued to pursuing. That's the one time where God moves from wanting to be seek to saying, no, I'm going to seek you. Bible says, God, Jesus specifically said to the woman at the well, he said, he said, the father is seeking for what? True worshipers, true worshipers. So I think that's exciting to know that in worship, when we worship, how we worship, it positions God to pursue us instead of the other way around. Make sense? Everybody got that? All right. So I, 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 this morning, I'm going to go into a conversation or another, uh, another story where Jesus is in this, in the midst of this debate. Jesus was often engaged in debates because to the uh, community, the religious community of that time, Jesus was was kind of thought of as a nuisance. He was a nuisance because it was so radical. He wasn't doing things the way everyone else did. He was radical. He was different. And because of these differences, they were always trying, they by the this religious community, were always trying to find ways to try to catch him in a heresy. Try, try to catch him in a lie or maybe a twisting truth or twisting the law so that then um, they, they could finally get their chance at him. But this is where we're going to pick up this story where Jesus and a religious leader or a religious teacher um, at that time, they would be considered the lawyers of that time of religious law. And this is a conversation between Jesus and and one of these guys, and then we're going to uh, get right into um, our uh, topic over here. So, Will, can I get you to jump over here, my bro? See how that works already? My bro. <laughs> he jumped around. I want to move this a little closer. Because he called me up last night. He said, hey, what you wearing? I said, I'm wearing some jeans. He said, all right, I'm going to wear some jeans too. And I said, black shirt. He said, yeah, I just wear a black shirt. I was like, all right, that's cool. All right, that's good right there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, you ready? Thanks, bro. All right. So let's pick up the story in Mark. Everybody with me? Is everybody with me? Are you with me? Sure. All right, everybody's with me. All right. So out of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 to 34 is where we're going to pick up this story. And and then we're just going to go ahead and um, develop this. So uh, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So then he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Continue. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. He said, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only God. What did he say? He's the one and only God. And whose God is he? He's our God. That God is the one and only God. And Jesus replied, the, I'm sorry, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the what? You have spoken the what? Let me pause there real quick. Don't move the scripture. Prison Mike, don't move it. He said, He said, you have spoken what? Truth. You have to understand that aside from 10 commandments, there are an additional 600 plus commandments that the Jews would follow. 600 plus commandments. So Jesus highlights two, and and when he says this, this religious teacher of law says you have spoken truth by saying that there's only what one god and no other the next one got it gabby and i know it is important to love him listen this is what this religious teacher saying i know that it is important for me to love him with 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 all my heart and with all my understanding and with all my and he said and to love my neighbor as myself continue this is more important than to offer this is where this is this is this is where you got to get the crux of this story okay because he's about to they're talking about worship here okay he says this is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices which is what worship is required in the law continue realizing how much the man understood uh oh this is Jesus Jesus is impressed you know Jesus wasn't impressed much just a few times he was impressed not too many things impressed Jesus I mean, he was not even impressed when somebody called him good think about that someone called him good one time and he's like man get out of my face with that Hey, just not many things impressed Jesus, but here he's impressed. And um, 
he, he was impressed, realizing how much the man understood. Jesus said to him, you are not far from the... He didn't say you're in the kingdom. He just said you're not far from the kingdom of God. Meaning, you're almost there. He's telling a teacher of religious law, you're almost there. You almost got it. Talking about being humble, right? That meat, you're almost there. Kingdom of God. Let's go with this, the next one. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. He dropped the mic, just walked off. That's what he did. So I want you to follow me. And as you're taking notes, I hope you're taking notes or you're jotting stuff down. Loving God with all of you means that you love God with the best of you always and the first of you always, all the time. God is not an afterthought in the way we love, but always he is, receives the best of our love and the first of our love. Did you get that? The best of our love and the first of our love. Are you following? Out of the book of Revelation, Jesus has now ascended. He's in heaven. He had manifested himself to John, his beloved um, apostle. And, and, and John is writing the book of Revelation. And, and Jesus is speaking to him in Revelation, all right? That means that he's not there in person, but in spirit, he's talking to uh, John. And as he is talking to John, John uh, he is talking, uh, Jesus is talking about a particular church in, in the book of uh, Revelation. And this is what Jesus said out of chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. He said, but I have this complaint against you. He's talking about this particular church. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. You get that? Meaning that there was a time that they loved a certain way and they stopped doing it. Then, continue, he said, look how far you have fallen. Then he says, turn back. Somebody say, turn back. back. Somebody clap when you say it, turn back. You know what I'm saying? All right, so, and the reason I say that is because turn back means that you are repenting. That's repentance, turn back. Repentance, he's saying, turn back to me and do, do the works you did what? At first. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because loving God, loving God, we love God with all, 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 the best of us and with the first of us. That's what tithing is about. I'm not getting into tithing right now, so just relax. Here we go again. But but that's what tithing is about. It's I love him with what? The first. It's not an afterthought. No, it's the first. Okay, we're going to move on. I got quiet. Quick. So in our humanity, we will always wrestle with the ongoing struggle of loving with our love instead of loving with his love. It is so hard to love people with our love. And God doesn't expect us to love with our love. He expects us to love with his love. 
So my love is always flawed and will always be insincere. My, my love is usually moved by feelings, by emotions, but God's love. Somebody say God's love. God's love is perfect. It's unwavering and it's everlasting. There's an abundance of, of just an abundance. You will never be able to bankrupt his, his love for you ever. It's just, it's just ongoing on. And many Christians, believers don't, it, it's hard for them to believe that kind of love over their lives. This is why they live in judgment. They live in condemnation. They, they live in, they live in guilt. They can't believe that God will forgive you and then never bring it up again. God loves you and he loves you. He loves you a little more than your wife loves you. You know what I'm saying? Because your wife will forgive you, but she'll, always, she'll remind you. You know what I'm saying? Right? Back. And husbands, we do it too. We, we do it too. But, but on and on, when we are to love, we are to love with God's love, not our love. So, so pastor, what does all of this have to do with worship? How you love God is the basis of how worship is measured. How you love God is the basis of how worship is expected by God. Remember that Jesus in his conversation with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, they got into this conversation and she was talking about worship in a place and, and Jesus took the conversation in a whole different direction. My props last week was making a point that many of us see worship as worshiping in a building, worshiping uh, in the way we dress, worshiping by abstaining from certain foods, um, worship in music, worship in giving, and that's and we call those things, and, and we, we believe that that kind of worship gets us to the presence of the Father. So the way you love is a measurement. The way we love is a measurement. That measurement isn't done in inches, isn't done in feet, isn't done in, um, in, in, in centimeters. It's done in worship, love. You, you, know, you got me? So the way love is measured, that measurement is called worship. True worship, somebody say true worship is a measurement of our first love and our best love. You get it? True worship is a measurement of our first love and our best love for God. This is why Jesus said in verse 30, he said, you must, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength now all heart all heart is a is a reference to our thinking and to our affection all soul is a reference to our desires and our feelings all mind is a reference to our understanding and all and, uh, strength is a reference to our energy, our power, and our actions. And I'm going to break all of this stuff up, okay? So if, if it feels like I'm going too fast, pause, take a chill pill. I'm going to break all of this down, and, and we're going to learn this stuff together. I want you to learn this. Listen, regardless of whether this will be your eternal home, your place, I don't meant to say eternal, or you, 
please, not, this is not your turn. But if Scarlet Note will be your home long term, oh, I want you to understand this. But even if, you know, uh, you, you have your season here at Scarlet Note and you move on to another church, I never want you to forget this about worship, okay? I just, just want you to get a hold of this. The all, somebody say all, is the measurement, the degree, the sum of our love. Okay? The all, that the word there, all, the all sum of our love in heart, soul, mind, and strength, that is worship. Not just any worship, but what Jesus called true worship. It's the kind of heavenly worship that our Father seeks. Well, you may be asking, I don't understand this stuff. So I, I want to help you in, in, in trying to get this all so that it, it, it is in lamest terms, okay? So if I were to be baking worship, if worship were to be a, a, a version of a cake, like, like tres leche, lemon cake, somebody talk about something, I'm hungry cheesecake butter cake pineapple cake huh pecan son pecan pie is not a cake son that's a pie okay so so okay okay so let's just say let's just let's just say let's just say that chef Chef Jose is about to bake some worship. All right, I'm about to I'm about to bake some worship, and as I'm about to bake some worship, baby, um, because you and I have uh, come on, you, you can take your mask off, and I want you to be my helper. It's always good to have because sometimes if, if you just have looks, you know, you got to bring balance. So, <laughs> So, so, so let's just say I'm about to bait some worship, right? So, so, so as I'm about to bait, what am I baking? What am I baking? I'm, I'm about to bait worship. This is, this is the outcome. This is it. This is what I want. What do I want? No, I don't want cake. I want what? You want cake. You heathen, you're in the flesh. I want some cake. I'm ruined. The, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. She want, the girl want cake. <laughs> I don't want no worship. Too early for worship. <laughs> I want some cake. Alright. So, <laughs> so what are we... What are we trying to make? What are we baking? We're going to bake some authentic, ah, delicioso worship. Right? So, if worship is something that I am creating, something that I'm baking, right? This is, this is my aim. Worship is what... The Bible said, Jesus specifically said, specifically said, I must do so with with all. all, all my what? All my what? It's not in that particular order, but just be, just, 
So, so he gives a recipe to get this. If you want this, the recipe to use is what? All what? Now, uh, my helper, please. I, I don't. I don't. I don't work. I don't do the physical stuff because I'm the creator. <laughs> so I want you to pour some heart. So if you're pouring heart, what does she have to pour? What does she have to pour? Stop. What does she have to pour? What does she stop? Part of the problem in our worship is that many of us come to worship with a sprinkle of heart. Or we only bring a, a dash of heart. But we don't bring the port. What do we what do we pour? What? That's the sum, that's the measurement. If this is what we want, I must start with what? All heart. Let's go to the next one. Again, what's that one? Strength. And they're not in that particular order. We're going to go through the order, but, but I just want you to show that. Let's do, again, let's do the same thing. Stop. What does it say? What, what, how do we worship? How do we get to that? How? Again? Stop. And it's the same thing. Many of us worship with all heart, but with little strength. So there's a lot of heart, but just a little dash and a little sprinkle of strength. Scripture's telling us it's what? Go ahead. Port. Next, quickly. I gotta move because uh, my time is going and my sponsors are, we're gonna lose our sponsors. <laughs> so what's that one? Mine. With all mine or some mine? A sprinkle of mine, a dash of mine. And many believers come and worship with all heart, with all strength, but only a little dash and a little sprinkle of mine. Next, he wants it what? All. Oh. Oh. Let's go. Last one. Come on. Come on. Wow, that's perfect. Stop. Give me some milk. I'm about to have me a bowl of. <laughs> All right. All right. What's this one? Soul. A little soul, some soul, a dash of soul, a sprinkle. What is it? What is it? What is it? If I want worship, come on. So, thank you. Thank you to my helper. You may have a seat. Thank you. I'm going to wear this tonight. We ain't making no. <laughs> we ain't gonna make cake, baby. All right. All right. <laughs> so listen. So listen. All right. Don't, don't let's not stir her up. All right. So listen. So listen. So if I want to make this, 
I must, I must mix all of these ingredients. And the, 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 it doesn't matter how you, how you pour the ingredients in. It, it, just, it just matters that you have, you have the right measurement. And that measurement is what? All. If you have just a dash of one of these four things, these four ingredients, you're not, your outcome won't be worship. It may be a version of, you ever taste some bad cooking where you know something's missing? Like, mm. And this is what some of the worship will taste before the eyes of the Lord. It's a version of. It, it's, it's, it's incomplete. It's missing something. So let me get back over here. Did everybody get this? Did this make sense? Did it? You sure? So according to, I'm going to take this off. Take this off because this is a distraction. Keep the apron on. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna keep the apron. All right, so it's in the front. So, so it's okay, baby. I wear this one tonight. Stop being a freak. Stop being a freak. <laughs> All right. Loving God. Loving God with all of my soul and a dash of mind or a dash of strength or a dash of heart will always alter the end result of worship because I needed I needed what I needed what so how do I love with all of my heart how how the heart is the part of man that can be seen by both God and man you know men can see your heart Listen to me. Men can see your heart. Women, we can see your heart. Though there may be areas and parts of the heart that we can conceal from man, God and only God can see all of the heart of man. However, the heart of man, the heart of woman, reflects the internal climate on the outside. What's happening on the outside of you, I'm sorry, what's happening in the inside of you can be felt, can be seen on the outside of you. Our heart is the place where our emotions, our will, our conscience and feelings and thoughts, decisions, sense of condemnation and guilt. That's where that place kind of lies. And, and, and some of these all kind of overlap with, with, with each other. So they're not just separate or individual they're all part of each other they're interconnected mark chapter 7 verse 15 jesus said this jesus said it's not what goes into your body that defiles you you are defiled by what by what by what what comes from your heart i say this as as a part of a man that both that both man and god can see that this is part of the man that God and man can see. 
because there are times that we can sense a person's hurt, a person's happiness, a, a person's anger. We can sense their emotion by what we see externally. You can tell when something's wrong with your wife or when something's wrong with the, you can tell. And this is why you should be asking, honey, is everything okay? Baby, you all right? It's because you are seeing the heart. Loving God wholeheartedly ought to begin there in the heart. Say the heart. Now, I say this because God in his mercy created us with a choice to love him. God will never force you to love him. You are given a choice to love him. It's a choice because humanity has shown over and over that we, we, we will love. If we don't love God, we're loving something else. And there are times that we're loving all of the wrong things. And that our heart is in all of the wrong thing. Loving God with all of your heart begins at turning our hearts to him. How do we do this? Well, you have to come to the realization that in your flawed state of being, we need help. Somebody say, I need help. We need help to fully and wholeheartedly love God. Romans chapter 10, and this scripture is not up there, but many of you know it. I'm just going to give you the first part. Chapter 10, verse 10 says, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Where does it, be, where does it begin? It begins right there. It doesn't begin in the building. It doesn't begin in it doesn't begin in the music. It doesn't begin in the abstaining from food. It doesn't begin in the giving. It doesn't it doesn't begin in the in the singing. It begins where? Yeah. And then this is where the helper comes in. Remember, we talked about the abogado last week. We talked about the the, the lawyer. Y'all remember that? Lawyer, advocate, abogado. I didn't say avocado. Abogado in Spanish, okay? Like, Pastor, those are my food. No, abogado. When we truly worship God, our heart is wholeheartedly turned away from all of the darkness in our hearts and made pure by way of the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit advocates for us. He is that assistant, that helper. The Holy Spirit will guide us to all truth. And by doing so, it is the Holy Spirit that exposes us. Therefore, our hearts can then truly turn to God uninhibited and pure before him. Just like God wants it. You ever cook a recipe, like for instance, Becky is known for cooking her corn pudding, right? If Papa, my son, made corn pudding, it would be disastrous. It would be a version of, it would be disastrous. If Adrian attempted to cook corn pudding, we'd all die. It'd be toxic. However, if Alexis makes corn pudding, we're all... And then we say, and then we say, yo, it's like your mama made it. Yo, this is just like your mama made it. Why? Because while Alexis has been around the kitchen, mama will come behind her and go, no, baby, no, that's too much. No, you don't poke on us too much. No, too much. Okay, that's good. And then just shake it and shake it and shake it. <laughs> it's a Latino kitchen. We dance to everything. Yeah. Okay. So, 
So my point is that the Holy Spirit comes alongside of you and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third person of God knows exactly what the Father wants. He knows exactly what Jesus is saying. So, so in that communication, he will make sure that the recipe is always right. That's the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So the Holy Spirit helps us grow our love so that we in turn, in our hearts, can love the Father the way the Father wants it. When we turn our hearts to our Father, our Father's perfect love begins to fill and infuse our hearts and then we can look like he, we, we can love the way he loves. We can begin to make decisions the way he makes decisions. We can be, begin to think like he thinks and have the same feelings he has. You even learn to love people the way he loves people. Not just any people, but he'll, even, the, even the ones that you think don't deserve love. You know you all have some folk that you like, I don't fool with her. Others will be exposed to Jesus on the outside of us because of the work that's happening on the inside of us. Things like praying to our Father. Like uh, Robert was doing this morning, leading us. Calling out his name, the name of Jesus. Reading his word. Being truthful about our flaws by confessing our sins. You're not perfect. We're all messed up. Confessing your sins to him. These are our ways that lead us in all heart to the Father. Next, how do we love with all our soul? How do we love with all our soul? How do we love with all of our soul? Our soul is the part of men that is eternally saved or eternally lost. The soul is the part of us the part of us that God wants, Satan wants it more. Satan just wants it so much more. And he's working hard to get it. I tell the new couple that just got married, we're celebrating, we'll celebrate you. It was all hoop and hollering and it was, it was love and romance. And, and, but I want you to know Satan ain't happy. And so because he wants to see you guys unhappy, he is already planning and plotting and scheming against that happiness. Why? Because everything for every, for every, for every good thing that God does in your life, Satan is trying to find a way to rob you and destroy it and come in. So the soul of man is the part of man that we can fully conceal from man. No one else knows our soul, but only God knows our soul. The soul shares real estate with the heart and the mind. They kind of overlap, as I said this before. They overlap with the will, the thoughts, temperament. All of these things emanate from these areas. The soul is the part of you that you and only you can choose to freely, freely give to God or freely deny God. This is the only part. Now, the soul is the part of man that God created to express God through soul. This is where we're supposed to express God. We're supposed to express God through our soul. Not just to God, but even to the world. The soul is a part of God in you that you can choose to reveal to the world. 
You ever, you ever heard people say, that man has no soul? My ex-wife has no soul. My ex-husband has no soul. Well, my mother-in-law has no soul. Instead, the soul has become the part of us that we keep hidden. We should reveal it to the world. We keep it hidden. We keep it suppressed from the rest of the world because we rather express our own thoughts, our own feelings, and our own opinions to the world independent of what God wants us to express. The soul of man is the part of man that can praise God uninterrupted. When Paul is speaking about prayer without ceasing, he's talking about prayer in the soul. It's a, it's a, kind, it's a kind of prayer that's, that just doesn't stop. From the moment you wake up to the moment you, you go to bed, even while you're dreaming, you're still in prayer. It, the soul is where you have perfect communion with God. It happens in the soul. The soul of man is the part of you that you turn over to your enemy by default when you reject God. When you say, I'm giving up on God, you know what Satan goes? Got it. Got it. You seen that TikTok? Got him. That's what Satan goes. I got him. Every time you reject God, every time you reject your father, Satan wins. It's by default. You don't even have a choice for that. It just, it, it's just, it's by default. Loving God with all of your soul by giving yourself fully in your soul, not half-hearted, unwilling, or grudgingly. Number three, how do we love with all of our minds? Our mind, right here, is what, what leads and influences and directs the rest of our being to choose what we want to do eternally. Our mind is the battleground between our spirit and our flesh. Every day that you wake up, every day that you move about, there is a battle going on between your spirit and your flesh. And it happens where? In the mind. Because in the mind, that's where all your understanding, that's where all of your understanding lies. So that's why Satan wants to get in the trenches of your mind because he'll know I'll have an advantage. I like to see the mind for those that, that are visual, for those that are visual in your learning. When I talk about the mind, I like to see the mind as the porch where Satan sits at the porch Waiting to see if you leave your door unlocked or your window open. Oh, that's all I need. I just creep right in. The mind is the part of me that feeds the rest of my being. It's a distribution center to the rest of my being. It starts where? Mine. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, Romans Says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what is the death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to what? Life and peace. When people say, when people say, I have no peace, I have no peace. Who's controlling your mind? Who's leading your mind? Are, are you under, are you getting this? So that's that's that's. 
That's why you have to be careful of, of what understanding you are allowing to go into, in, in, into, your, into your heart, into your spirit, into your understanding. The mind is the helm. It's a steering wheel, all right? A helm is the steering wheel of a boat, but it's the steering wheel of your being. Whoever gets control of the mind has control of you. Whoever controls the mind controls you. That's why God, God asked Adam and Eve. In fact, he didn't even ask Eve. He skipped her. He went directly to Adam. And he said, who told you? Who? Someone is influencing the information that you were supposed to be guarding. So he goes, who told you that you were naked? The mind is where the schemes against you and others are formulating, are festering. That's where animosity and jealousy resides. That's where assumptions creep. We are living in a generation where us, people are led by assumptions. Whoa, 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 who, who, who told you that? Who told you I don't love you? Who, who told you I don't, I don't care about you? Well, I saw, I, 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 saw, I saw your post and I read it and what? Based on that, you made a whole assumption on a post? big dummy this is why our minds need to be given fully fully to God by way of the spirit if we give just a sprinkle of our mind bless you if we give a sprinkle of our mind we're going to mess up what what are we going to come on what are we going to mess up I can't just bring a sprinkle of my mind I, I got to give it all scripture tells us that we do not have to be controlled by our sinful nature. and You don't have to be. It's your choice. You make this choice. But this can only happen when the spirit is at the steering wheel and controlling the mind. The more familiar we are with our father's promises, our inheritance in scripture, the easier it becomes to love them fully in our minds. This is why it's so great that we have been spending... We spent six Wednesdays getting to know our identity as sons and daughters of God Almighty. Were you blessed? Yes. Daily, I have to set my mind as if it were a GPS and tell my mind. I need to tell my mind where it's going. I need to tell my mind who's leading it. From the moment I wake up, we wake up and the first thing we grab is what? Our phone. To what? To tell the world what we're doing and what we're going to do and on and on. Set your, set your mind fully on the things of God. Daily, I have to set my, my, my mind by telling it its destination. Where's my destination? Somebody say Heavenly Father. All things lead to the Heavenly Father. All things lead to the Heavenly Father. This is the one where I wanted to land so that we could wrap things up. It is warm in here. Is that is that true? I, I feel warm. Is I'm on fire? Shh. All right. How do we love? How do we love God with all our strength? How do we love with all of our strength? And can I tell you, a lot of us, a lot of us. We have a lot of mind, all mind. We pour all mind into our worship. 
A lot of us will pour all of our heart into it. A lot of us will pour all of our soul into it. But when it comes to this one, this is where we're tested the most and this is where we fail the most. Strength. Why? Because we only give them a sprinkle. It's a sprinkle of strength. And I want you guys to get this one. This is an important one. It's an important one. Because even if you don't do the other ones, based on this one here, you'll still have rewards because what you, what you sow, you what? Reap. So, so this is an important one. If you don't get all of those, this one here at least will, 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 will help with what you're going to reap. Are you ready for this one? All of your strength refers to the physical part of the being. All right? Strength. So our physical strength, that is our time, our energy, how, how we spend our strength on pursuing God and the things of God. Strength. When we turn our hearts over to God, our, our mind is set on him by way of our spirit. Then the spirit is, is, is now in control of our soul, the soul. But the soul now affects the mind. We talked about that. But also the most important part will be the strength. Now, the outward actions of our body are a reflection of who we love and how we love. Our love is reflected in our body's language. When you were dating Dr. Gladys, I know Robert's body language was also communicating. Dr. Gladys, yes or no? That boy was smooth. You know, smooth. When you first got married, everyone in here that's married, your body language was sending a message to the counterpart on the other side. You loved. Mm, love you. That's why I look a certain way. That's why I dressed a certain way. I, I, I did things a certain way. All to express without communicating my love. And then you get married and you... you, you <laughs> and it goes out the window. Strength measures the attitude that is being reflected from what's happening inside with the heart, with the mind, with the soul. It's reflected where? In our strength. How we do things. How we treat the things of the things of God and God Himself. Somebody say, uh-oh. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 23. Work willingly at at, 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 whatever you do, as though you were, were, 
working for the Lord rather than for people. That's what I said. Uh oh. Go to the next one. I want you to read this. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do, do, do without. And this is Paul speaking in the Bible, speaking to, to the churches. There are, so, there are so many folk that get so lost in the work that they do for God that they forget who they're working for. They're very good with their mind. They're very good in their, is the heart's in the right place? The mind's in the right place. The, uh, you know, the, the, the soul's in the right place. But my goodness, when it comes to how things are done, that's where they miss it. This is where, you know, want to know strength? Let me give you attendance and time. You want to be, you, you want to show your strength? Attendance and time. I am here to tell you, single women that are here, single women, pay attention to me. Listen to a papa speaking to you. I'm a papa of 30, 32 years. I'm a papa. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to you. Don't ever forget this. If there is someone who has an interest in you and they're they're constantly absent and they're constantly late, drop them. D don't hesitate. Drop them. Drop them now. Drop them hard. Drop them fast. Run. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? This goes for the fellows too. If she's not present, if she's not present and she's not on time, she is letting you know what's happening on the inside. She's letting you know what kind of a future you're going to have together. And it's a lot hard to fix. That's This is a hard one to fix. And this is sometimes, you know, when, when I tell people to try to arrive early, to try to arrive, our service here is at what time? 11 o'clock. So if you woke up at 8 o'clock, if you woke up at 9 o'clock, and, and it's not about appeasing the pastor. I told you before, I'm not going to save you. I, I won't. But, but I want you to enter into excellent what? So, so, so my worship begins the night before. Before I go to bed, I'm setting things up because I'm already getting ready to have some perfect what? So then I go over here and I set the time and then I tell my kids, get your clothes ready, boy. I ain't messing around with you in the morning. We go, we're going to worship and it's got to be done with all of my strength. So, so you're going to set the tables or we're going to set the food or we're going to set the, the clock. We're going to uh, 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 set everything's got to be set so that we can wake up and, and arrive on time because uh, 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 arriving on time is an expression of my strength. And many of us can arrive late to church, but man, you have certificates and plaques and awards of how many times you arrive early at work. It just shows where your heart is. Remember, I talked about when we love God, we love with what? All. So it's all mind, it's all soul, it's all what? Heart and all what? Strength. 
you know, I taught my kids. Grow, uh, um, uh, Jessica, stand, stand up. Where's Rebecca? She's in the back teaching. Please tell me. No, seriously, please tell me and out loud. How important is, is punctuality to your husband? Huh? And he's Puerto Rican. Have a seat. Don't give me this. That is an insult to your culture and to your people when you associate mediocrity to your culture and to your people. Don't do that. I taught my children how important. I wanted my children to know how much I love God and the things of God. So I would teach them the day. They knew. They, They played sports. They did sports. But on Sundays, no, not on Sundays. And I told you that there is a reward for this one. Even if you get the other ones wrong, there's a reward for all the other stuff. You ask Rebecca. Rebecca is constantly telling me, is this man is always stressing about getting them time. Yeah. It's, it's in their DNA. Not because he's Puerto Rican, but because he's a kingdom citizen. Kingdom citizens do things different. All right? So, so it, it, is a, it is a discipline of excellence because everything and everything that we do, we do it for God Almighty. He won't miss. I was yelling at her this morning. You were yelling at her? Good. No, we got to go. We got to go. We're going to be home. I'm sorry, man, but you can't. You, you cannot love Jeff Bezos more than you love God. You can't. You, 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 and I'm talking about, yeah, if you're an Amazon employee, you know you arrive on time. And if you don't, then that's shame on you because that's not, that's not the heart and the spirit of, 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 of kingdom citizens. And that's in, the, in our giving. That's why we give the first, the best. The, that's what we do. When you volunteer, you volunteer for God. You don't volunteer for Tamara. You don't volunteer for Jose or for, for, for Adrian. You don't volunteer for Becky. Everything that we do, we do as unto the Lord. When you do any service or anything that's relating to God, the reward you should expect is from God. Give me a vacuum cleaner, Bible somewhere. Somebody, give me a vacuum cleaner. Bring me a vacuum cleaner over here. Now, and, and next week we're going to talk a little more about this. I, I want to really, really, really elaborate on this one. This is a real important one. And it's not just here. I want this to be not just in church. Thanks. Thank you, Pastor Pabo. Uh, but, but this isn't everything that we do. Listen, in everything that we do, everything that we do, and everything that we do, that means that if I'm in this place and I'm vacuuming, I'm not just fulfilling my duty and my responsibility to a person who asked me to do it. I'm vacuuming unto the Lord, the King of Kings. This is, this is, the, this is, come on, this is, this is, this, this is special. And then when I finish, I go a step further. I grab the cable and I know how to wrap it up nicely. I wrap it up and I do it nicely. Why? Because this is on to the Lord. 
And then if I want to even go further, I dump out the trash. I dump it out. If I want to go a little step further, then I wipe the canister. Boom. All of this is sacred onto the Lord. Are you understanding? Are you getting this? Like, are, like do you get this? I worked at a five-star hotel, and I worked there with George. Thank, thank you, Pastor. I'm not going to wrap that one up. You can do it. And I worked in a five-star hotel, man. And, and, and everything that we did, we did it for the likes of, like, Michael Jordan, um, President Clinton, um, Henry Kissinger, um, uh, uh, Pete Rose, um, Gloria Stefan that was there, uh, The Temptations. And, and listen, all of these VIP guests that stayed there, we knew the kind of treatment we were going to give those guys because we wanted their return visit. We wanted them to say, hey, you know what? We went to Delaware. There was one spot. Those people got it together. So we were under extensive scrutiny to be excellent in everything that we, everything, everything, the way we look. You should have seen me. I'm, I'm supposed to be carrying luggage and I'm wearing white gloves to carry luggage. Why? Why? Excellence. You should have seen me walking around. My God. And I didn't matter. Who mattered? My customer mattered. My emotions didn't matter. Everything was put aside. Why? Excellence. It was all about excellence. But for God, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll get there. You know, they're just, it's just part of the song, the first song or the second song. Get there. Your heart, your mind, your strength, and your what? And your soul. All together produce excellent worship. So I know I, I know I was harping on just time alone. I don't want you thinking that, oh man, he's calling me out. No, it's not about that. It's 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 that it's that discipline in all that I do because it's onto the Lord. I, I want the people of this church to be militant. Just, just elite. I want our church to be a people. We In this church, the Navy SEALs are here. You know what I'm saying? Every other church, you can have that we're, we're, because we're understanding what we're doing. We're understanding why we're doing. I don't want people that just sing songs. We want people that worship and connect people to worship. Are you understanding? There are times that I don't want to be here on a Sunday. There are times that I don't want to sing or I don't want to play. I don't want to. Why? Because I'm human. And sometimes I get angry on a Saturday. And there are times I don't want to arrive on time. Why? Because I couldn't find the right shoes. Because I ate too much carbs the day before. Now my pants won't close right and I ain't got nothing to wear. I, I have times like that. I get it. Or I'm angry with Becky. There are times I walk in here and I had a bad day with that woman. Bad day with that woman. But listen, when I come here, I have to worship with all strength. So I have to drag myself. And even if I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring my all. Are you getting? Are you understanding that? There are times where I'm sick. There are times where she's sick. There, there are times where I'm tired. There, there's just, and, and you're there. 
Pastor, I can't wipe my fingernail crack. It hurts. I can't go to church. I don't want to be there all week until my fingernail. Like, you know, you hear these things and you're like going, that's just a sprinkle of strength. And you know what? The Bible says that God cannot be mocked. What a man sows, a man will what? God ain't no punk. God is not worried about being politically correct. He's not a bone. So, so it's, it's, I, I want us to grow and mature and, and understand who you are. Don't, 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 you can't honor your job more than you honor God. I mean, there are many people, man, that got plaques and plaques and trophies of, of all of their achievements at work or their careers and, and all. But when it comes to God, whatever, yeah, it's whatever. That's got to change. Somebody say, it's got to change. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, as I wrap up. And so, dear brothers and sisters, after you have been whooped a little, dear brothers and sisters, I, I plead with you to give your bodies to who? God, because of all he has done for you. Next. Let them, the them is talking about your body, okay? Be a living and holy what? It's a what? It's a what? It's a what? I'm mad at you. I ain't going to church where you go. Uh, boom. Pastor, where's your, honey, where, where, baby, where, uh, 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 where's, your, where's your wife? She mad. She ain't, she got tummy ache. Her, her hair hurt. She going through stuff. <laughs> I remember, and all jokes aside, I remember when Becky and I were going through our separation. When we went through our separation, 12 years into our marriage, Becky and I were going through this separation. She said she wanted a divorce and we worked it out to her. At least we were just going to be separate, separated in the house. And, and then during our uh, separation, Becky said, I ain't going to church no more. For whatever reason. <laughs> Yo, that was excellent. Well executed. Timing was perfect. I can't even argue that she said, because you were there. I ain't have a problem with the church. And you know what? For three years, how many? Three years, I packed up the kids and I went to church by myself. Got my girl ready. Alex had a, she had a ponytail right here every Sunday. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> had this ponytail in the wrong place. There's no, it's just, I couldn't get it right, but we were going to church. The boys, one boy with a sneaker and a Timberland on the other leg, you know. But we went to church, and 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 and, and we and listen. Sunday after Sunday, and God's looking down like, "On oh, this isn't this 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 knucklehead. He ain't got it all together." But man, look, look at the strength. Look at the strength. I gotta honor that. And God, God honors honors that. And and I don't want you to miss out on that. Listen, some, there, there may be a period or a season in your life where you're not going to get the whole, 
you're not going to get the whole heart part right, or you may not get all of the mind part right, or, or you may not even get the, get the soul part right. Man, but at least this one, work on this one, because this is this one helps your family, it helps your children, and and on. Are, are you getting all of this? Again? And he said, I didn't finish reading the scripture. Did I? I didn't finish reading the scripture. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to, to, to worship him. So these, this week's calls of action, I want to give you this one through four. You can stand to your feet. Number one, turn your heart. Number one, this week, turn your heart. Turn your heart back to Jesus. Turn it back to him in repentance. Start with your heart. This week. I know what the pastor said. I know, you know what? I'm going to start with the heart. I want to turn my heart back to the Father. Regardless of how far you have stepped away, just start there this week with the heart. Number two, I want you to guard your mind. What is feeding that battleground? Who is leading it? Who has control over the helm of your mind? What are you feeding? If, if, if all you have watched all week is the squid, the, what the, what's the one on Netflix now? The squid what? Squid games. Can't expect to get it. <laughs> And I'm not saying you can't watch it. I'm just, I'm just saying, come on, man. You got to watch what you're pouring in. All right, so, so, so guard your mind. What are you pouring in? What is the understanding that you're getting? I, I often ask my guys, man, hey, man, what are you feeding yourself? Are, are you pouring into yourself? Are you growing? Number three, give your soul. And give it all. Give all of your soul. Be sure that you know who has full control of your soul. My soul belongs to God eternally. Lastly, work, work hard to be flawless in strength. Be sharp in how you do things for the one that you do them for. Understand why I do what I do. And I get it, stuff happens. I, I get it, stuff happens. But work hard that in everything that I do, I'm not gonna be grumpy at it. I'm not gonna complain. I'm, 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 I'm just, it's just excellence. Why? I'm doing it for the mighty God himself. All right, did this help anybody? So, and, and listen, after the service, you ain't got to come to tell me, hey, you know, I was late because uh, I, ain't I don't, stop, stop, don't, I'm cool, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I was just, that was, tardiness is just one of the ones, I was just, that was, there's many, I'm going to talk a little more next week about a woman in her worship, notice Notice, 
when it comes to worship, in scripture, women got it right. A lot. They did. They did. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Don't get all excited. That's right. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.